Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and uh, we got another great show this week. Uh, super excited. How are my Kosh listeners out there doing? Um, I don't know about you, but um, I don't know about this fall creeping up on us so doggone quickly. I mean, this fall, you know, one day, I swear, I was, I, you know, I was out there, I wasn't wearing, you know, just wearing shirts and ties and, and it felt all nice and, and warm. And then, and then like, I swear there was a light switch. And the next thing I know, I got to pull out Scully's and pull the Columbia coat out. I don't know how I feel about Wisconsin. Why you do us so dirty, at least warm us into it. You just don't do us like that. All right. That's my quick rant to start us up with. Uh, I... I'm so excited about who we have as a guest this week. Um, you ready to get started, listeners? Here we go. Um, this week's guest is Michael Bennett. Uh, Mike, how you doing over there? Man, I'm good, Timber. How are you? I'm doing really, really good. Feeling good. Um, happy as usual. That's good to hear. Hey, on the weather thing, though, for you? Yeah. Man, it's like going on the highway and seeing the state patrol in between. You got to slam on those brakes. <laughs> That's what Wisconsin does to us. Bruh. I don't know about that, man. That makes me feel some kind of way. But you're right. Wisconsin <laughs> does do it. It just treats us wrong. All of a sudden, boom. <laughs> All right. Um, Mike, uh, can you share a little something about yourself? And uh, what is your connection to the cash? Yeah. Well, I moved here when I was 12 years old um, from Milwaukee originally. And uh, just been born and raised, graduated from Oshkosh North. And... You know, in my late 20s, uh, I started in the insurance industry, and I got more involved in the community, and uh, I've been giving back ever since, and really love volunteering and being a part of the community to help make it a better place. Um, we have a, such a great community in Oshkosh, and so many hidden things that people don't even know about with the volunteer groups and uh, things like that, so, man, it's it's so much fun. But I still go back to Milwaukee to have fun in the big city, too. Hey, I'm I'm with you. Uh, you know, it's nice to have a fellow uh, person from the mill on the show. Four one four. Four one four. If you if you know, you know. Um, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Shout out to Milwaukee, all my family and friends in Milwaukee. All right, um, you ready to jump into the first segment? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, first segment. What in the world is going on with? You start with that phrase, and you tell us. What's on your mind? What in the world's going on with the Brewers? Let's mm. go. Brewers. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't we already, like, I don't follow baseball like that that hard. I mean, Brewers, I got love for them because I'm from Milwaukee. You know, I remember, you know, back in the county stadium days, yep. like my dad tell, uh, taking me there. So uh, shout out to Pop. Um, but aren't, didn't they make the playoffs? Aren't they in the? So, yeah, so we made the playoffs, but we haven't clinched the division. And, you know, for seven games, our number to clinch the division was only three games. And we kept losing against St. Louis four games straight. They just swept us in Milwaukee. So last night, we beat the Mets, and then it puts us two games away from clinching the division so we don't have to play through the wild card. So our goal mm -hmm. is to get through the division because we don't want to play the Dodgers right out of the gate. We want to play them in the third round. I'm with you. Okay, so... Um how much season is left? There are eight games, including tonight's game against the Mets. So we have three in St. Louis, 
We have tonight and tomorrow night against the Mets. Then we go to St. Louis for three. And then we go for to L.A. for the Dodgers for three. So we got a brutal way to finish the season. Ooh. Like whoever created the schedule was laughing when they put us finishing the last six, six games against our nemesis. They, they did us dirty. Oh, totally dirty. Going to the West Coast in the last round, I mean, right before the playoffs? Come on. That ain't right. It ain't right. All right. Well, let's go on and, and send them bucks. Uh, or not the bucks. Hey. Well, let's celebrate the bucks, but yeah. send these brewers some luck. There we go. All right. So, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with Ludacris and Nelly coming to Oshkosh? Now, that may sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. I've been waiting for this <laughs> for, for, for almost 30 years. They get lost? Now, it, look, all I'm trying to say <laughs> is that I am proud of the Kosh and the fact that we decided that we were not going to bring another old R&B act. Now, I ain't trying to, I ain't blasting old R&B because I love old R&B. I got love, love, love. You know, I, I bought some tickets at the arena to go see like Gladys Knight and them. That was a great show. It was a fantastic show, and I was excited when we did that. Mm-hmm. But you know what I needed? I needed something yeah. that 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 I could vibe with on another level, you know. And and this Ludacris and Nelly, man, yes. But I hate to tell you, but. they're classified as old school. <laughs> why you do me like that, Mike? Mike, why hey, you do me like that's that? That's my childhood, but it's it's truth. It is. You know, I've realized what is now old school by what they play on holiday weekends when they call it old school weekend and mm-hmm. they're playing all this stuff. And, um, you know, me and my wife both, and we, as we drive it through, you know, places in the car and it's like old school weekend and we're jam- we're jamming away and we're like, but it's old school weekend. We done became old school. Hey, I think back to when I saw Ja Rule play at the Rave in Milwaukee. Now that was a show. I was six seven rows back center stage standing and if you've never been to the rave you got to get yourself tickets to the rave in milwaukee shout out to the rave the rave is the truth oh man that place is legit it's i mean don't don't walk in there thinking it's going to be all fancy no it ain't it's 150 years old or something like that they didn't fix it but it's great place to go see a show it's a real it's the real energy yes <laughs> yes the, you know i hate to say this but you know what the last thing i went and saw at the rave was uh, don't say stevie nicks or something <laughs> diggable planets what do you even remember who diggable planets no. was <laughs> i'm cool like that i get down like that oh man yes it, it's been a minute yeah. Ah, now you now I feel like I need to find my way back to the rave. <laughs> Got to do this. I remember when I was a kid, we were there for a breakdancing concert or contest. My cousin used to breakdance with NAD in, in Milwaukee. And yeah, it was a good time. Oh, I'm feeling that. Okay. We're going to move into segment two. Segment two is word association. I'm going to throw some words at you and you tell me what comes to mind. Oh, boy. This will oh, be interesting. It might be. <laughs> All right, we always start off with the same four words, and then we finish off with two new words. All right, uh, first word, food. Pizza. 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 I'm lactose intolerant, though, so I can't eat it very often. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Bruh. That, 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 that's not even, do they make, do they make, like, cheese with no lactose? 
They, they make pizza with cheese with no lactose. They do. You don't eat it. It ain't. <laughs> no, I, I eat pizza and I stay home. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Do you got a favorite pizza? Uh, favorite pizza place? Here uh, in Zer- the cash? Yeah, Zeroni's. Absolutely. It's a hundred percent my place. Oh, I. Uh, ever since uh, I used to like just going inside of there because I love the theme, the comic book theme. Uh, shout out to uh, Zeroni and the team and, and John Damel. Um I I miss that. You know what? But really, I'm not going to lie. When I went there, it wasn't necessarily for the pizza. It was for the Zuggets. I, <laughs> I, hear, I go there. Here's the truth. Because I'm, well, I'm lactose intolerant. I want to eat pizza there. I'll go take it home. But I, go there, I used to go there for the chili. Oh. And I got a message this week personally from John sending his condolences because, unfortunately, due to everything going on, they had to cut out chili. So I'm still in a state of mourning. I haven't gotten through my seven days of, of mourning through not having the chili. So I'm still in mourning of chili because Zeroni's had the number one chili in the world. I don't care. Hey, yeah. Fight me on it. Let's go. But, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh I've never had their chili, but it, it makes me curious. But I guess I'll never get to experience I, it. Can't now. now. <laughs> but all right, hey, you know what? Since uh, we're gonna send a shout out, since John was a past guest, there maybe he'll hear us. Uh, John, I think uh, Timber and Mike are asking for a special batch to be made. I like uh, it. I need the opportunity to see how you rate with your chili, since Mike is up here, up in your chili. Like that, I'm going to have to go ahead and just call it out. I need to taste it. I am a chili connoisseur and a small-time chili contest champion. I make good chili, man. Oh, no. We got to put them side by side. No, I'll no, be the it, judge. I'll tell you why we can't is because my chili specialty is a white chicken chili. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, it's different. But I'm telling you right now, you don't get this good body. By not eating a lot of chili. Is that I eat a lot of chili. Eat a lot of chili. <laughs> you know, chili is one of these things that when I go to um, like a place and they got it, sometimes I just got to get a cup because I just want to mm-hmm. know what's going on with people's chili because I'm always looking for for ideas and, 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 and inspiration for chili. Well, and you know, places typically only make it in the fall. Right. And John was that same way at Zeroni's until myself and another customer, good customers of his, really gave him a hard time about not having chili throughout the year. So he started making it year-round based on us pushing them. All right. So, uh, Kosh listeners out there who are friends with uh, John, uh, send those messages and let them know, go on, make that chili. <laughs> we appreciate it. All right. Uh, cocktail or beer? You know, actually, I don't drink. So I'm going to say soda. Soda? Yeah, Mountain Dew. Straight up Mountain Dew. Straight up Mountain Dew. I ain't mad at you for that. <laughs> you know, you know what Mountain Dew is? It's the non-coffee drinkers' coffee. Hundred percent agree. I can't start my day without a kickstart Mountain Dew kickstart. Ooh, I like those. That's that's my day. That's your day. Yeah, man. I you know I was um I was walking into my workplace and uh one of our one of our uh, Mem- staff members who who help to maintain the establishment. Um, I was asking them how their morning is because I always want to make sure I take time to acknowledge those that take care of our spaces because um, they make you know they make it right. Right. Um, and so I was like, "How's your morning going?" They were like, "Just had my Mountain Dew, feeling good." I was like, "You don't do no coffee?" Nope, Mountain Dew. And I was like, "Yep, that's." For people who don't drink coffee, it's the non-coffee drinkers' uh, caffeine kick in the morning. Hundred percent agree. That that's 
spot on with your definition because that is. I've never drank coffee. Don't care for the smell or taste of it. And, yeah, Mountain Dew is the way I go. I'm not going to lie. I probably would have never became a coffee drinker if it wasn't for the military. Military got me messed up because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you don't even drink normal coffee. You drink this sludge. <laughs> you drink right. this stuff that uh, we like to refer to as army coffee. That's that's as by, uh, that's blacker than night and, and almost a little syrupy. And you, and you throw some grounds in it. And for all my vets out there, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That oh, stuff yeah. will keep you up. Well, hey, I'm telling you right now, with our care packages, the number one thing we get asked for are K-cups, you know, <laughs> so they can put them in that. Because now they have, you know, the Keurigs and stuff like that when you're at the at the bases or at, you know, the establishment. So they ask for the K-cups for our care packages. So oh. we're sending them some real coffee at least. <laughs> I like that. When they're in the base, when let's be in. honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Bruh. <laughs> All right. Um, Netflix. Kill a day or week. I mean, binge watch the shows. I get, you know, I'll jump on Netflix when I got nothing going on for a little bit. And next thing I know, it's 4 a.m. And oh. I started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Anything we're watching in particular? What are we watching? Uh, you know, I typically go after the medieval gothic um, type shows. Can't think of any titles off the top of my head at the moment. But some of those fantasy, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings type type spinoffs. There's a lot of them out there. And that they typically land on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I love that stuff, but I haven't watched any of that stuff in a really, really long time. Um, Just clear a week away, though, because you'll get lost in it. Because it, it's going to suck you in. Yeah. I mean, it's not one episode. You, you watch a season. And then you watch another season. And it's like, <laughs> what did I just do for the last week? Oh, I've been on my couch. <laughs> yeah, I do try to be careful with Netflix because it'll get you. You know, the last thing that really got me on Netflix to binge out was Tiger King. And I mean, you couldn't turn that off. That thing there was, ooh, that was the train wreck of Rex. Never seen it. Don't oh, watch it. Don't do it. I won't. My family used to own a private zoo. And my friends all called me when that came out. They're oh. like, did you see this? I said, no. I said, I read enough about it. I won't do it. Yeah, I'm with you then. Don't don't do it to yourself because no. it, it is on some stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Amazon. It's how I shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm going to get hate for not shopping local. I shop local. I spend a lot of money local. But it's just so convenient. You know, I'm on the go 12 to 16 hours a day. If I need something, I can be on my phone, click it. And when I get home the next day, it'll be there. My girlfriend hates it. Because, well, sometimes I order something. I'll give you an example. I just bought some new couch pillows, little, mm. little squares. I was on Amazon. We were sitting watching TV, and I said, hey, I'm going to order these pillows. She's like, okay. I should have looked deeper into them. I just ordered the covers. Oh. So I got this package, and it was like paper thin. I'm like, these ain't pillows. So she gives me a hard time about online shopping, Bruh. Yeah, yeah. No, I deserve that. I, I deserve that. I got to read the description a little bit more. But it's so convenient. I, I, yeah. And, and here's my thing. I shop local too because I love the cash and I want to, I want to support in as many ways as possible. So shout out, shout out to all our small businesses around the cash. And, and we, I want to talk about that a little more later too. Um, but um, it is convenient. You just can't like, and my main thing is I'm just trying, sometimes I'm just trying not to forget. Mm -hmm. So I just, it's like, in the moment, right? It's like, Oh, I need these. Let me go on and just, and then it's, you know, 
and yep. make things happen. And the return, like people yell at me, and they're like, oh, it's hard to return. It ain't. It ain't hard to return at all, and they got good policies. So, I, I mean, yeah, that's just the way I shop. All right. I'm feeling you on that one. <laughs> okay. Service. For me, I think of it in my terms of serving. So I'm a part of the Sons of American Legion, and it's my service to serve the vets, their families, and the active military right now. That's what I think of when I think of service. I like that. Um, what's going on with the Sons of the American Legion? And, and can you explain a little bit about what, um, who they are? Yeah, so the Sons of American Legion is a program within the American Legion. The American Legion is the largest veteran organization in the, in the country. And the Sons are male descendants who did not serve. They are in the Sons of American Legion. So we're technically a program within the American Legion that was formed in 1932. Um, and it is a national program throughout the country. Um, I'm proud to be a part of that because, again, I didn't serve um, my, my time when I became 18, I had three paths. I had military prison or go sell something. And <laughs> I started selling something. I started selling cars when I was 18 years old. Cause rightfully so I knew I couldn't go military. I knew me, you know, right. I, I know my lane. I just know I couldn't do it. And shout out to all of my guys and all my friends and, and girls that are mil active military that I grew up with and went to school with. Cause man, you guys live it. But I knew I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but something about the big brown round in your face kind of be like, eh, maybe that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so I, and option number two, prison, man, I didn't want that either. So I, <laughs> I, I went and sold some cars and made some money. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's nothing attractive about incarceration. No, no. So I, I've been volunteering and I've been a part of the American Legion since I was a kid because my, I'll call them my adopted parents, they kind of took me in. Um, they've heavy in the American Legion. He, my adopted dad is a retired Marine, uh, during the Vietnam era. Ooh. And so, yeah, so I had that, you know, figure in my life. The first time I ever met him, I was 12 years old. He's in all Marine sweats and he's like, welcome to my house. I was dating his daughter at the time. Oh, <laughs> well, mm. bruh, <laughs> that had to be an experience. It was, but thankfully they took me in and I've been a part of their family ever since. Um, but yeah, so I've been volunteering with the American Legion and their, out, their programs since I was a kid and fortunate for me. Um, you know, when I became an adult, I joined the sons, my grandfather served in Korea and my uncle served in Vietnam. Um, so I'm very proud to serve for them and now serve for my friends who I grew up with, you know, during the nine 11 era here. And, uh, it's it that's what I think of when I think of service is my time to give back to the veterans and help them. Shout outs to our vets and um welcome home to those who got home from Afghanistan. One hundred percent. Um real estate. <laughs> yeah, I see you put that here. Um real estate. What does that mean to me right now? No sleep, craziness and getting screamed at last night by another agent. What? Wait, so, wait, are you going to share? Don't, you just can't put that out I'll there share, to I'll us. I'll share, let's get Bruh. it. You can't just let's, put that out there and not share the story. I'm just telling you that that's not going to work. So I'm a real estate agent here in Oshkosh, and uh, last night I wrote an offer for, for a buyer, and I submitted it to their agent at 8 o'clock, 
and we might have only given them a few hours to respond. Not days, not overnight, a few hours. On a Friday? On a Friday night at 8 o'clock. Ooh. Yeah. You were pressing buttons. Got to get the job done for my buyers, and I'll, I'll think outside the box. So that's what I do. Okay. And guess what? We got an accepted offer. Oh, there we well, go. Then, then, then you know what? That 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 other agent who might have been annoyed, politely, we'll, we'll use that term. That's a good way to put it. Annoyed. Um, they probably should be celebrating. They were afterwards, but they weren't at the beginning because apparently their sellers like to go to bed early. Oh. They're older. I get it. I respect it, but I got to do what I got to do for my buyers, and that's what I do. I go that extra mile or I get creative. But yeah, real estate, it, it's crazy. No sleeping. 12, 14, 16 hour days. I, yeah, it's nuts. That sounds like we, you almost need a reality show. Like, like uh, instead of million dollar listing, like cash listings. I'm in. I'm in. We can, oh, I don't know if the camera people can keep up though. They can't keep up. <laughs> can you, um, can you share with us a little bit? I mean, because there's been a lot of conversation and like, I think this is a super interesting topic. Like there's been a lot of conversation about what the market is and how you can't, you know, like you got to be ready. Like you basically got to sell your house first before you ever start looking for a house because things are selling and buying so quickly or no, you got to buy a house before you, you sell your house basically because it sells selling as quickly as all is accurate and what's really going on out there. Yeah. So there's a, you you played with dominoes when you were a kid. Yes. You'd line up a hundred of them, knock one over on accident and they all go falling down. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what's happening in the car, in the, in the real estate business right now. A lot of dominoes took place. So the first one is the largest generational uh, of buying largest generation of people entering the buying market is the millennials. This is the first time that a size of a generation size came into the market to buy houses. They're buying them now in the last two years. They really, this is their first wave into home ownership. Mm. Um, they're of the age now where they have, you know, the means and the job, the big boy and girl jobs. So they're buying houses now for their families, which is great. But unfortunately because of other dominoes that we'll talk about in a second, it, it caused this domino effect. So then we get into the housing market inventory shortages. Right now across the country, we're about three and a half to four million homes short. and Of demand. Of demand, yes. And those come from new construction. And then we throw in what happened during COVID when everybody stopped. A lot of those tradespeople went out and got other jobs. They got COVID jobs, basically, factory jobs, things that were still going so they could make a means for their families. And I respect that. Right. They're not coming back to building homes because if you don't work in the trades, let me tell you, I get appreciation for all the trades people out there because that's hard work. Right. Um, and sometimes there's easier work making the same money or better money or benefits. A lot of trades people are self-employed. Right. So now go get a job at places like Oshkosh Corp or Bemis where you get insurance. Holy cow, that's a concept people just don't understand because a lot of us take it for granted. Right, because insurance ain't cheap. No, healthcare no. is expensive, and that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, so we have that domino going in with the largest generation buying homes. Now we have the home shortage. Well, then you also couple that with the lowest interest rates ever seen. I mean, the interest rates right now are near zero. Um, so you couple all those things together. Money's cheap. So the buyer that's looking at a two hundred thousand dollar house three years ago is now buying a three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand dollar house for the same monthly payment. 
Um, and, and so you're just not, you know, not sure how fast you can get in the market. And then sellers, like you said, they're afraid to buy a house because they're afraid to be able to get one and then not list theirs. And it's just, it's a domino. It's just, it's craziness going on. I, I want to go back to, because I'm, I'm always fascinated with right now, the, the conversation around, uh, the workforce and, and people, what it, you know, why is there this shortage? Why, why are these, you know, where are these people? Right. Right. And I keep, you know, you hear all these people talk about, well, the $300 and I'm just like, yeah, you don't even know anyone unemployed. So what are you talking about? Did quit, quit. That's bogus. Yep. That's not what happened. This yep. is a whole th- series of things that have been happening since the 80s and 90s. They told us back in the 80s and 90s, when these baby boomers start retiring, we're going to have a huge shortage of workers. And I think what also happened is those people who, in and when they had the crash of 2008, I think those people were, would some people that would have retired didn't, they prolonged it. Mm-hmm. So that kept them in the market longer. Mm-hmm. But then I think this new environment with COVID made a lot of people who were ready and the fact that the baby boomers is the most wealthy generation mm-hmm. of Americans that's, that has been in existence say, eh, now it's time to retire. And a lot are retiring all in droves. They're pulling the plug quickly. Quickly. Right. Quickly. And this this adds a whole new element with you talking about the trades people where, mm-hmm. you know, so they probably couldn't do their trade during this of the shutdown because – couldn't get in people's homes. People didn't want people in their homes. You're not supposed to do this, but yep. you got to keep living. Yep. So you moved on to other opportunities and you didn't go back. And I think that's also a conversation with a lot of other things where people are like, why, what, why are these other places shutting down? Why can't you get workers? And I keep saying they, you know, we as Americans have been telling our service industry for a long time. Don't complain about your wages. Go out there and get a better job. Well, I think there's been a lot of people that went and got a better job. Bingo. Bingo. And, and, and now you, you, you want to complain. Right. And you know, it's, I, I, I want to give hats off to the Oshkosh Herald because they posted a opportunities thing for employers to find short term, like six hours a week type of work. Right. And they're targeting the retirees. Because you're right. They re- I mean, the baby boomers pulling the plug. They're going out. Out. And, you know, and that's going to be an issue. So unless we go after those retirees and try and entice them, but not for 40 hours a week because they don't want to work 40 hours a week. Right. But maybe they'll do 10 hours and we can plug and play some places in those people. Those retirees can come out there and help offset some of that shortage. Right. Because they don't want to be, look. Most of them still got to drive. They want to keep busy. Yeah. You know, they're they're not old. Right. They're you still know. workable. They're very workable. They're active. And that's how they stay young, too, is by being active. That's right. Because the first thing we do, once we start, stop being active, we get old. You and I, if we if we stop being active tomorrow, we'd be old. You know, it's never going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> But yeah, then the other thing is with the housing market too is these millennials, their parents, the baby boomers, have done well for themselves in the past five to six years in investments because look at the stock market. 
Right. So they're helping their kids purchase their homes. And that's where you're getting these cash buyers on these $150,000 homes is because mom and dad are close or at retirement age, or they're close enough that the penalty isn't big. They're pulling the money out and they're giving it to their kids. So lots of things. It's not one or two things. Some people want to say in the real estate world, it's one or two things that have made this market. It's a, a, a domino effect and that's why you can't just shift it. Right. So, I mean, I would love to say that the market's going to go back to being a buyer's market. It's not. Um, and if you do the math and look at the last buyer's market compared to the seller's market right now, right. it's actually cheaper to own a home right now if you're financing because the loan rates are much lower and you're paying those for 30 years. Right. So the house, the price of the house may be higher now, right. but the cost of money is much cheaper. Now, if you're paying cash for a house, yeah, right now sucks. <laughs> But if you're financing, it's the right time. It's the right time right now. Don't be shy. What what advice do you have for those people out there in the market? Know what you're looking for. Have a dream list, but then have a reality list. When I sit down with my buyers, I have them write me up the dream list, and then I have them write, the, write up the reality list. And when we find a house that hits the reality list, I have a very direct conversation with them saying, hey, this hits your reality list. Let's buy this house. Um, but have patience. I know it gets frustrating. I worked, uh, actually, two weeks ago, I just closed with a, a buyer that I was working with since January. Mm. We wrote 20 offers on other homes around, this, uh, around Oshkosh. Did you just say 20? Bruh. 20. <laughs> 20. 20. 20 offers. 20 offers. I don't even know how many homes we looked at because it's one of those situations I stopped counting. And these kids, I, I, I love them to death because they, they stuck with it. There was times where they'd text me and say, Mike, we're not looking for a week. I understand that they got, you know, they got fatigued, but they stuck with the plan. They trusted me and I kept them informed on the plan. We kept pushing away and yeah, it, it's, it's, but so my, my advice is have patience, be very honest with your real estate agent. Tell them what you're really looking for. Don't hold back. Don't hide things and just be educated about where you're looking. You know, if you don't want to live near school, stop looking at houses around a school, school, school area. If you want to live out in the country, look out in the country. Don't, you know, just don't look everywhere. Okay. Good advice. I'm, I love this conversation. <laughs> well, no, I just think, um, cause I mean, it's just one of those things you're, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of rumors or, or people make a lot of assumptions about what's out, what's happening out there in the market. Yeah. And it's nice to actually get formally informed by a professional. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. But, yeah, it's it's a domino effect. It's not one or two things. And I'm, I hate to break the myth. The market's not going to drop tomorrow. No. So what will be happening over the, you're going to see in the next six months the craziness of houses selling in hours. Mm. That's going to slow down. But the prices aren't coming back down because supply and demand drive that. And like I said, we're three and a half million homes behind in the supply right. across the country. So the prices are going to be what the prices are going to be. This is the new market. Okay. And the appraisals match it. We've had homes get appraised for over a year and a half now in this new market. And they're appraising out. I don't see shortages. I don't see the appraisals coming in short. Um, so this is the new market. We just have to accept it. Okay. Um. That's that's good stuff, uh, Michael. I think uh, what we're gonna do is we may, if anyone um, likes uh, 
what Mike is talking about and, and would like to work with him. I think we're going to make sure that we put his uh, business info in the podcast notes. What is the name of your business? It's uh, my real estate business is home by Bennett with Beiser Realty out of Winnicott. Okay. Um, you only, do you primarily focus in Winnicott or do you? No, we have four offices. We have an office right here on Whitsell Avenue in Oshkosh. My focus is Oshkosh to Appleton, the Fox Valley. Got it. Okay. Next segment, Kosh Hidden Gems. What's a hidden gem here in Oshkosh that uh, you like to, that you enjoy that others might not uh, know about or might not think about it or know its true value? Well, I talked about it a little earlier. It's the volunteer organizations like Rotary and Kiwanis um, that are part of Oshkosh. Um, I was a member of Kiwanis for many years, and there's a lot of things that the volunteer organizations do that most people don't realize uh, behind the scenes, raising money for iPads for autistic children or um, donating $50,000 last year with the new dog contest that Kiwanis is putting on right now um, to organizations and the animal shelters and stuff like that. You see the same people at all the same events. And unfortunately over the 15 years that I've been volunteering in Oshkosh, you don't see a lot of new faces. Um, and so that's why I'm saying it's a hidden gem because it's a, it's a small group of hundreds of people, but we're in a city of 70,000. And, um, so I think it's, I, you know, I, I really think that that's my hidden gem for the cities because there's some really powerful groups doing some really good things around Oshkosh. I think that's a call to action out there, uh, my Kosh listeners. I, I think that's a call to action. If you aren't already getting involved, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to find that organization that represents things you value. Yeah, follow your passion. That's that's whenever somebody asks me um, what they should do or what groups they should join, we have a conversation about what their passions are. My passions are mentoring youth and military. So I spend my time in groups that give back to the youth or that give back to the military. Those are my two passions, and that's why I organize with those groups themselves. But if you have a different passion, find groups out there. There's a group for everybody's passion. And if there's not, start one. Simple as that. Bruh. That's true. Start one. <laughs> Let's start go. One. Hey, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, let me just send a shout out there to all of those organizations, all those nonprofits out there doing wonderful things for, for our residents of Oshkosh and the surrounding Fox cities. Hey, and if any of you would like to be a guest here on the Kosh and let us know about your organization, I would love, love, love to have you and the listeners would love to hear from you. So, uh, don't hesitate. Email me at askthekash at gmail.com. Once again, askthekash at gmail.com. All right. Um, what does the Kosh need? The Kosh needs more transparency. Ooh. Bruh. I don't even know what that, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> break Ouch. that. Wait, wait, break that down. Well, you know, there's some things around the city. I look back at last year's school district and some of the things that the previous superintendent was doing, possibly to get referendums passed and, and stuff like that, that just needs more transparency. Okay. And um, the, I'll speak to the district because I volunteered in the Oshkosh School District for almost 20 years mentoring, mentoring youth. Okay. And many times the district will 
wouldn't open their doors publicly to a subject, um, be it, you know, teen suicides, uh, drug use, alcoholism, any of those types of things that there wasn't a lot of transparency in those doors. They've gotten better. Tip of the cap to them for getting better. But we as a community need more transparency. We need more openness. Um, I think that the community senses that, and we've seen that with a previous guest of yours of the new county executive, John Damel. John's platform is transparency. And I think that was a breath, breath of fresh air for a lot of people, and that's why he's sitting where he is now. Um, so I think the community wants that, but people are afraid to ask for it um, because it can be scary. Because sometimes with transparency, you're going to hear and see things you didn't want to. You can't handle the truth. One hundred percent. I sit on the line at three a.m. with soldiers pointing guns at me. Yeah, I can. I can resist that. I, I I I love it. Um, but that's that's the fact. And I know it's deeper than most people want to hear. And you know, some people are going to shake their heads at me for saying it. But we're getting better. We are. We've made a lot of strides as a community. But we need more. We need more transparency. Um, recently I was talking with some people about, you know, September 11th and 20th anniversary. And instead of talking about the day, we talked about September 12th and what that meant to everybody. You know, there was, there was a lot of bringing together and community and and transparency of what we needed as a country. And so I, I relate that is the transparency. It's, it's a deep conversation. It can bring some scary things to light but it'll bring more good than anything. So uh, I think it, that's to me what I think. I'm, I, I like that. I like the concept of transparency. Um, that being said, what, if we're going to do it, I, I want all in on transparency. I don't yeah. want leveraged or biased transparency. And what I mean by that is I don't want transparency on the things that the people in power want to be transparent about right. I want it on it all 100%. And, and, and whether it hurts your feelings or not. And, and let's, and, and for all people, even for the disenfranchised, um, for those who may not be blessed with, with, um, financial means, if we're going to do it, let's do it and expose it for what it is. And, and if we're going to talk about, our societal sins, our, our, our political sins, let's get it uh, educational sins, 100%. whatever that is. Um, let's all come to the table and understand that's what we're talking about. Like I did, cause that's what, it, when people say transparency, a lot of times to me, they don't truly mean transparency. It's a biased transparency It's a transparency on what they want to reveal that's going to allow them to um, shape their agenda. Yes, and that's what, I, what I'm what i saying is it has to be all transparent. You need 100% transparency at every level of every social gathering group, whatever. I agree. But again, you're going to hear and see things you may not want to. You're afraid to. And so I'm going to give you the perfect, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm going to push the button on this one. Um Critical race theory. Yep. Transparency. Whether you realize it or not, that is about transparency. So all of the people who out there are like, I want this and that to be transparent, but you're like, but I don't want no critical race theory taught in the schools to the kids. Um, 
if it's history, it's history and be transparent about this nation's history. Right. hundred percent. Again, we may not all agree. Having transparency does not mean we all have to agree. Some of my closest friends and I do not have the same beliefs or thoughts, but they're my best friends. They're my village. They're my world, but we get along. Yes. We just understand. Yes. Well, we should, because we're at the end of the day, uh, fundamentally, we, we are humans. Yep. Uh, we share society. We share, we share society together. Um, I don't know many people who really aren't chasing the same things amongst all of us. We may have different points of views, but as residents, as citizens, as, um, as people who live in, in the Kosh and surrounding areas, um, I don't know anyone who just doesn't want uh, a decent job, a car that runs, <laughs> good schools for the kids, affordable housing or a, a, a nice housing, safety, um, and and cool things to do in the area. Yep. Like I, I, I think the list, the list is that that's fundamentally the basics. I agree, and again, it's just if we all come together and we all accept what we're going to hear and agree to have communication. So transparency and communication go hands in hands. You can't have transparency without communication. You can't have communication without transparency. Facts. I feel you. Bruh. Sorry, right. sorry to get deep on you on there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, I might have I took a corner that you might not have expected, but that's okay. That's what the cash is for. Yeah. Uh, at least we have these conversations out in the open. Uh, Next segment, the naughty nice corner. Uh, who would you would you like to nominate to the naughty or nice? Well, I'm going to put in here the the nice heroes corner and give a hats off to all school guidance counselors. Ooh, I like that. You know, right now school has been. I don't even know what to describe the last two years of, of what school has been like. And these guidance counselors are trying to keep their kids in good emotional spaces, keep them up to date on their studies and uh, putting in the time sacrifices their families. I got a lot of close friends that are guidance counselors around the Oshkosh school district. So, uh, you know, big shout out to all of them and being able to put this together and, and keep the schools moving forward. Um, they're the, to me, a lot of times the, the silent hero, um, you know, the teacher gets a lot of recognition. The admins get a lot of recognition. It's really the guidance counselors keeping the wheels on the bus. No pun intended. Shout out to the guidance counselors. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I'd just like to shout out to all of those working in those educational fields. There's nothing easy about about those environments right now. Um, and they're taking care of our most valuable resources. 100%. So, all right. So, time for the topic of the week. All right, this is the the topic that our guest gets to choose, and the topic of the week is the Vietnam Memorial Wall coming to Oshkosh. Mike, what would you like to share? Yes, sir. Well, as the 6th District Commander for the Sons of American Legion, I am really excited to announce that the AVTT Memorial Wall, which is their technical name, it's the Vietnam Memorial Traveling Wall, is coming to Oshkosh in two weeks, uh, October 6th, and it's going to be on display October 7th through the 10th. Now, this is an 80% replica of the wall in Washington, D.C. That's cool. That's a really cool memorial. It is. You know, if if you can't get there, this is the next best thing because it's an 80% replica. We put it up at Sunnyview Expo Center in the building, 
because we want to make sure it's weather protected so people can view it whenever they want. And it's all handicap accessible, wheelchair accessible, walker accessible. Um, our group, not the Sons of American Legion, but my group of private citizens um, through different organizations have been bringing this wall here to Oshkosh for 21 years. 21 years for real? Yeah, it, it was actually ironic five years ago the driver looked at us and said, hey, you know, you guys have been bringing the wall here over four years. And again, it's a core group of eight of us um, through different organizations that have been bringing this wall. And we looked at each other and we're like, what do you mean? He goes, every fourth year, we're bringing the wall to Oshkosh. And we didn't do that on purpose. Completely coincidental. Again, different organizations have been bringing the wall here. Um, it just happened at every fourth year. So then we're like, okay, well, now we got to stay on track. Um, and we don't do it every year for a couple of reasons. One, fundraising. It's a very expensive uh, event to put on, and okay. we, we do private fundraising for it. Um, but two is it's an important and a very impactful event. But if you do it every year, I think you take away from it. It's one of those things you just you don't want to overdo. Um, so we really focused on now keeping it every fourth year. It was supposed to be here last year. Obviously, everybody knows what happened in the world last year, so we pushed it to this year. Um, so, yeah, so it's been 21 years that we've been bringing the wall here. Uh, so this will be our fifth time of bringing the Vietnam Wall. Um, if you're familiar with the Sunnyview Expo Center, it takes up the entire expo. Wow. Tip to tip, it's 391 feet long, um, and it's panels. So they're metal panels, and the really cool thing is you can actually go there and shadow a name like you would in Washington, D.C. on the granite wall. So the wall in Washington, D.C., if people aren't familiar with it, it's all granite. And you can go up there with a pencil and piece of paper, and you can shadow over a name, and the name comes through on the paper. You can do the same thing at this wall. It's all laser-scribed um, metal panels. So you can walk up and shadow names on paper for people. Um, and to me, this is really important. My uncle was in Vietnam. He was shot and wounded in Vietnam, got a Purple Heart for Vietnam. Um, so welcoming home uh, Vietnam vets and while giving them an opportunity to have a safe place to go is really important to me. Can't stress that enough because um, the welcome home for a lot of our Vietnam vets the first time wasn't that good. No, no. And, you know, a lot of vets, my uncle will not come to the wall. He knows what I do. He knows I bring this wall to Oshkosh, and I can't get him to, to come to see the wall. Uh, every time I bring the wall, the week before, I go down to Milwaukee and take him out to dinner, and I ask him, say, hey, the wall's coming next week. Do you want to come see it? And I'll offer to drive. I've offered to send limos. Whole nine yards, he won't do it. He still has nightmares to this day. Um, so it's really a challenge. And our mission, every time we bring the wall, and this may sound kind of silly for people, but our mission is to impact one veteran. And we do this for one veteran. And people look at us and like, what do you mean? You put on this whole thing for one? It, yeah, because that's how important it is for those vets. Yes. Thankfully and luckfully, luckily, we we impact a lot of vets every time. Like our mission is always one because that's to us that's all that matters. Um, but we're open to so um, it, the wall comes in on uh, October sixth. The escort is going to take place um, from the courthouse to Sunnyview Expo Center. It'll be under color guard and motorcycle escort, uh, arriving at the Sunnyview Expo Center at about six thirty. Uh, to 6.45 on Wednesday night. 
And then Thursday, we do setup from 9 a.m. till about 2 p.m. And then the wall opens publicly at 3 p.m. And the wall will remain open. Sunnyview Expo Center will remain open 24 hours a day until Sunday, October 10th at noon when we have our closing ceremonies and then the takedown of the wall. That's amazing. Yes, and we, we have security and personnel at the wall 24-7 to help. Um, we're there as much or as little as somebody wants us there. We sit in our little area away from the wall, and we'll have vets that come in and don't want to be bothered, don't want to be talked to anybody. They do what they got to do. At night, we turn the lights down um, to the security-level lights, so it's personal, private. You can be off on the wall on your own, and we're just going to be there. I think that's amazing that you offer it 24 hours a day because um, people people have to find their way yes. to, to how they want to connect with it. Um, and that doesn't just go for veterans. That goes for those who've had family members who, who served in that, it's, in that conflict. Yep. And it's not even just for that conflict now. Yes. We have vets and family members that come from all conflicts. Um, current conflicts, previous conflicts, older conflicts, and and they come because it's a beacon. The the Vietnam Memorial Wall in Washington, D.C. is a beacon. This wall becomes that symbol, and we we honor that. Um, And it is very important to protect that. Um, And the other members of of our group that have been bringing the wall here, um, they have family on the wall. They have a name on the wall. That's Mm -hmm. their brother. And so it's very emotional and meaningful for us. You know, it's, we're attached to this. It's not, not something we're doing just to do. It, it's something we're doing because we're personally attached to it, emotionally attached to it. All right. Um, first of all, I'd like to send a shout out to uh, Professor Emmett Sandberg and his conflict and memorial class at UW Oshkosh. Hey, this sounds like something that the students might need to go check out. So I want to try to make that connection in some kind of capacity. And then, Mike, there was something you talked about, like there's donations. Um, if a person, how does, how does, because somebody that's listening out there, uh, one of the Kosh listeners may just be like, I want to, I want to support that. That's something I want to be about. How do they support this? They can contact me directly and um, we'll take donations and put it towards the next wall. Um, again, we, we don't do a lot of public fundraising. Um, our Sons of American Legion Squadron does a brat fry on Memorial Day and Labor Day. And every time the wall's coming the year before, that, that brat fry is going to go for that. So last year's brat fries all went for fundraising for the wall. Okay. Um, we don't allow like corporate sponsoring. There's no sponsorships up on the you know uh, in the in the sunny view expo center Um, so it's a lot of private uh, a lot of individual but they can contact me directly and we set up the fund uh, through the american legion um, cook fuller post 70 in oshkosh here okay Uh, we'll make sure that we have contact information inside of the podcast notes Um, check that out if you would like to get involved and again it opens october 7th at 3 p.m runs 24-7 until October 10th, Sunday, at noon. And we will have Legion chaplains on site 24 hours a day if there's a veteran that needs to talk to somebody um, more more intense. We will also make sure that we include those notes Great. inside of there, uh, inside of the podcast notes, because we want to make sure that the people that would like to and need to connect with the memorial have every opportunity to do so. Um, okay. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add? 
no, look forward to seeing everybody come out to the wall. Yes, yes. If you get an opportunity, I, I would highly, highly encourage um, our community to go out here and support this. Yes. This is amazing. Bring the kids. Bring the kids. It's a history lesson. I mean, you're talking about history class. This is a history lesson in all itself. Facts. All right. Uh, it's that time. We're going to start winding things down uh, to all of the uh, Kosh listeners out there. I would like to say thank you. Thank you, as always, for listening. And you know... We are a work in progress. We are always a work in progress. We are always striving to become better, um, to do this the right way. Because this this isn't about um, this isn't about me. Uh, this is about the cash, and and I want to do good work, and I want to do right by our community. So please, please, please email me at askthekosh at gmail Once again, that is ask the cash at gmail.com let us know what you're thinking let us know if you'd like to be a guest share with us if you heard this particular episode um share share your thoughts um we want to continue to get better um you know this this is for our community all right okay you know what time it is what's that time it is my favorite time, and that is shout-out time. All right, there is no better time in the show than when we get to let the people know that we are thinking about you. We got to give the shout-out. So, Mike, it is your time to give those shout-outs. You know, Look, somebody asked me one time, how many shout-outs can I give? As many as you can think of. All right, well, right now, if I could pull it up, I can't get it up, is I want to give a shout-out to UW Oshkosh, the athletic coaches, I sent an email to them earlier this week asking for volunteers to help set up and tear, take down the Vietnam Wall. Oh, and man, without question, I one the volleyball coach said we'll have twenty kids there. Oh yeah, I mean it, hands down, hands down, it, yeah. it is awesome. So shout out to UW Oshkosh Athletics and the coaches that were emailing me back at eleven o'clock at night. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you right now, if you go ahead, shout out to Coach Cerrone, the football coach. If you reach out to Coach Cerrone, who is an Air Force veteran, if yes, you reach is. out to him, he I know them football. Yep. Football players will be out there. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yep, they were there five years ago. They'll be there again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah, that's, right. that's my shout out for the show, though. It's really just hats off to them for stepping up and, and volunteering their kids. Okay, you only got one shout out? You know, right now, that's that's that I want to I want to give them their due. Going to give them their due. I appreciate that. I'm sure they appreciate that, too. All right. Uh, my shout outs for this week. Uh, shout out to the wife. Thank you, baby. Uh, shout out to the wife because she allows me to do this podcast in our dining room. I know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> There's the truth. <laughs> hey, you know, she don't even get mad at me about it. So I know I just love her. That is that is my support system. That is my love of my life. Uh, thank you, baby. Um, to shout out to the ladies of UPS. Uh, there's a gr good group of ladies at UPS who load the trucks. In the morning, who work hard, who make these things happen, who support your Amazon packages. Yeah, uh, let's go. A, so shout out to those ladies. Uh, you know, I, we appreciate y'all. Um, shout out to uh, Jamie Williams. All right. So Jamie Williams is a young lady who I'm working with currently. Uh she she I don't know if she currently or uh, or in the past 
worked at Zeroni's, but she is helping me get the Kosh gear together. So in the future, Ooh. we are looking at some of the Kosh t-shirts and some of the Kosh hats. Um, so yeah. I'm hoping from support from the community. Um, this is, this is, this really isn't a money-making effort as much as it is a effort to just get the word out there. I want more people, more listeners to, to hear the Kosh. Uh, I want us to connect more and hear these messages from people in our community. Hey, I want, I want to reserve a really small 2X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I've seen that before. So that is what that S 2XL stands for. <laughs> no, Small man. 2X. I did and I always was wondering what that stood for. Now I understand. Hey, you know, the chili. I'm telling you, we go back to the chili. You don't <laughs> become a 2X by accident. <laughs> you you consider it reserved. Yeah. All right. So there will be more there will be more information about that in the future. Keep your eyes. Uh look for our web uh look on Facebook on the uh the Kosh Facebook website. Uh we will have more information about that. But if you are interested in a uh the Kosh hat or the Kosh t shirt, please, please, please let me know. I'm gonna because I because we don't make money <laughs> and I'm funding this myself, uh I would like to do pre orders so I can just make sure that I don't over order or do anything like that. So if you have any interest whatsoever, please uh feel free to email ask the Kosh at gmail.com. Let me know what you would like, the hat or if you would like a t shirt in that size. All right. Another shout out. I'd like to shout out the herd. Herd. I need y'all to do what the Bucks did. Let's need, go. All right, let's go. I need y'all to handle y'all business. I am so, so excited about the herd season. I can't wait to get back into the uh back into the arena to get in them seats. Uh, I am a season ticket holder and I love herd games. Bucks and six. Herd Bucks, and six. Herd and six. You know. So Excited, excited, excited about that. Shout out to all of the people over at the arena and to the herd team itself. We appreciate you. Can't wait for y'all to get started. Yeah. All right. And one more shout out to some friends. I saw some friends on uh, how we all get information nowadays. Um, <laughs> I saw some friends who actually uh, there was a proposal. So shout out to Wilt and Brandy. Congratulations on your proposal. Um, that is amazing and awesome. Can't celebrate it enough. All right. So last thing, parting words of wisdom. Well, Timber, you talked about it earlier when I was talking about volunteering and actually I had written it down before you even said it. So it was kind of ironic, but my parting words of wisdom for everybody is a challenge. It's a challenge in the next 30 days to volunteer one hour of your time at any group organization that follows your passion. So one hour in 30 days is my challenge to your listeners. All right. I think that is a fair challenge. All right. Thank you all, Kosh listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you. I think this episode was fire. Mike, how you feeling over there? Man, I'm pumped up for the rest of the day. Let's do this again. Yes. Yes. The cash. <laughs> <laughs>